Rachel, Steve, welcome. Hey, don't be shy. Come on in. We have been absolutely breathless with anticipation. Now, haven't we, friends and neighbors? Yeah. I guess you're wondering why we've brought you here, huh? Well, today is the age of video violence, right? I mean, being from New York, I'm sure that you're aware that people have been making and swapping homemade porno movies for years. Well, you see, we like to make our own brand of down-home snuff movies. <laughs> of course, casting these things is a bit difficult. You can never use the same actor twice. <laughs> and if we used ourselves, if, of course, we'd cut down on the size of our audience. So, we use transients, people passing through, or people who want to leave, like our postmaster, Reggie Hobbs. Now, see, he wanted to go to Florida. We couldn't let him do that. Oh, or that hitchhiker that Eli picked up. Well, once you've been picked up by Eli, you're history. <laughs> Or that gal in the vampire movie. Now, she wanted to go to Hollywood and have a movie career. Ah, she knew our secret. So, she had to die for her art. <laughs> but they are all immortalized on tape. And I am proud, proud to say that we have here the greatest collection of video gore anywhere in the world. One that no special effects man could possibly create. And that's because it's real. You're all insane. <laughs> no! Just ahead of our time. Um, I'm really sorry that you and Rachel won't be able to stay on and run the shop. But you see, we feel we need a place where we can rent our tapes and meet, and we need a special kind of manager for that. But I want to assure you that your tape is going to be a number one renter for a very long, long Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. And this is Tony the Tiger, the thunder from down under. For this week's commentary, we are doing Gary Cohen's 1987 shot on video essential video violence. And I think this is the first time Tony has seen this. Mm, I've not seen it before this point. Never heard of it either? No. Uh, I'd only heard of the director after you had mentioned him, but mm, and gave him a look up. How and... could you have heard of the director? Because he's only done like three movies. I think he's done five. Well, he did Video Violence Two and Captives, and like two documentaries. Oh, okay, yeah, but, but... but I wouldn't say that he's at all a household. It's not an auteur. Yeah. No. I would say I would not I would not say so okay um, but before we get into all that good stuff 
just going to get the plugs quickly out of the way. So I would like to encourage everyone to please check out my books in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback editions by going to Amazon.com, typing in Brandon Ford. There you'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. If you prefer audiobooks, I have books. I have several titles available on Audible which you can find by typing in Brandon Ford. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. And our good buddy James, who is still on his sabbatical, he went to L.A. to visit Fernando Lama. Mm -hmm. But you can follow him and see all his photography at j.everettphotography, all one word. Um... Hopefully one of these days, Tony, I'll get an Instagram. Um, so I don't have to break his cute little koala face. I've got a leathery um, nose. I can handle it. Um, you can also follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. You can follow Tony on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. We also have a Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page, which you can like and subscribe to. And last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. I'm not one of those schmucks who says, um, yeah, give us a five-star rating. <laughs> I can't believe people actually do that. Instead of just saying, <laughs> could you rate the podcast? No. Give us give us five stars. No, yeah. well, well, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and something that I like that they said is that if you give us a five-star review, we'll read it out on the podcast. So I thought that was a nice incentive to get some five-star reviews. I've heard people do that. Um, what podcast was that? Was it better than mine? Uh, it was one called Scared Gay, and um, I gave them a few lists. I'd, I'd, I'd like to keep up with it. Uh, although the first show that I heard them do a commentary on was um, a Serbian film, so <laughs> it was a bit, it was they a bit do darker. Movie commentary? No, no, just a review. Sorry, yeah. Oh. Well, that's weird because we were just talking about a Serbian film. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, you reminded me of that. Uh, had, leading into the show, no, it is banned in Australia. Um, I mm. uh, they went through the plot in the um, podcast, and um, it sounds like a fascinating film that I probably don't need to see. <laughs> no. It's, Although... I'm conflicted because I, I feel that it gets a lot of notoriety for being so violent, but coming from that background of uh, of a civil war, because my parents were... Uh, sorry, my extended relatives were part of the civil war that broke up the country. You can... I feel... Um, uh, it might resonate better with people who are so badly affected <laughs> that they can understand, yes, that... The tragedy of war is much, much worse than the opening of Saving Private Ryan. 
Well, it's not only that. It's supposed to be a metaphor for what living in Serbia is really like. And apparently, it's not a good place to live. Yeah. Well, uh, I I took it as uh, the the film within the film that the director was kind of a representative of the dictatorship of uh, Slobodan Milosevic. Mm. And just sort of a uh, cultural sweep up of uh, you get led down a path to do worse and worse things that just become accepted, and then you die and get fucked. <laughs> well, that that is the message of the film: living in Serbia, you're fucked from when you're born until after you die. Yes. So. Um, no ev- offense to the Serbs, but I won't be paying you a visit anytime soon. <laughs> I'm sure. Actually, I um, I reckon that the country is quite lovely now. Uh, uh, I'd say '90s Serbia was probably worse than today's Serbia. I have a lot of uh, bear friends who live in Serbia, so <laughs> and they seem to well, not you mind have it. bear friends <laughs> everywhere. You have one in every port. Yes, I'm like Corel and. In every hole. Um, so, before we get started on video violence, what have you been watching lately? Um, I would just like to plug something first. Uh, something yes, that please. I was involved in. Uh, I was interviewed oh, yes. on a YouTube show called William and the Magic Box. So, mm-hmm. if you'd like to give that a look out. It's um, uh, William Interviews. Tony from Australia. <laughs> How nice. And that was a nice Did little you experience. Have, hmm? You had a nice time doing that? Yeah, it was It was a lot of uh, uh, quite simple questions, like uh, your earliest childhood memory, uh, your street name, um, your mother's maiden last name. Um, what? You know, the digits at the back of your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was just it was it was more it was lovely it was lovely questions that are uh, that he asks they're very universal questions so he asks uh, a lot of people around the world um, just to be involved with this interview and just to show how similar we are in our experiences so it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good. By way of movie, the last movie I watched was uh, <laughs> it's an old one with Bud Spencer and Terence Hill called Watch Out We're Mad and. Uh, the reason I watched that is because I was talking to someone at work who was saying how he heard a story about how Marilyn Manson used to steal Volkswagens and convert them into buggies, into dune buggies, sorry. And the plot of Watch Out We're Mad is about a dune buggy. So it just set me down a wormhole of mm-hmm. watching some spaghetti western fight along. Um Aside from that, I've been reacquainting myself with uh, Kate Bush music uh, as she's uh, in the middle of a renaissance, mm-hmm. which I, 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 I think it's quite good that she's being um, picked up by a new audience, but also I find it quite funny because I know a few musical snobs who kind of... Um, they like to be very, uh, oh, I like Kate Bush. <laughs> and then now everyone else is liking her. So it's like, where are you going to stand now? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And how about yourself? What have you watched? Um, I neglected to um, check my letterbox before I uh, pressed record. Um, but last night I watched a really, really bad David Dakota movie called, um, what was it called? Uh, uh, Ring of, Ring of Darkness. Okay. And it was about a satanic boy band. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, yeah, so they... They had the beginning. It starts out with um, a traitor. That's mm-hmm. all of these, you know, satanic witchcraft type movies often do. Uh, a traitor who has has decided he's he's leaving, and of course they kill him. Well, when so, a witch went against a coven, they would kill her. That's true. Yes, I heard that somewhere. Yeah, in, in the toilet um, cubicle somewhere. So they kill him, and now they are... The main uh, plot of the movie is they're trying to find a replacement who is the lead singer of the group, which (laughs) doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. It's like, why would you just pluck somebody out of a crowd and say, okay, you're the lead singer, when you could have gotten somebody else who's already in the group to be the lead singer and just hired somebody else to be part of the... I don't like it when people say band, because it's not really a band. Wasn't that a Mark Wahlberg storyline in a movie that he did? Where he just got plucked out of the crowd and became a singer, and then he did it at the end? I don't really watch many Mark Wahlberg movies. I have a bitter taste in my mouth about him and his homophobic, racist past. Mm, And I don't think it's really part of his past. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, okay, I guess I shouldn't correlate religion with homophobia, because I know there are some people who are religious and not homophobic, whereas Mark Wahlberg is quite born again, isn't he? Like, he was in that recent movie about a a priest that becomes a boxer, or something, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really follow Mark Wahlberg that much. Well, um... One point in, uh, well, let's just say there is a story that I heard um, about him uh, using some very not nice words um, when it came to the brother of someone who is very famous, and he is gay, and Mm -hmm. This very famous person was at a club with her brother, and her brother was dancing with another guy, and Mark thought that was oh so hilarious, and dropped a few F-bombs on him. Yeah. Um, and plus, he, he almost killed an Asian guy. He almost beat him to death. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's got quite the checkered past. Yeah. Um, and that was a hate crime. Yeah, yeah. Was so, that was that around the Basketball Diaries days? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I remember something 
violent. Right? Or it might have been, yeah, yeah. Well, I I know that he was supposed to be in New Kids on the Block, but he he went to jail instead. So his brother went in. So his brother, or no, no, I think it was somebody else. I was supposed. To, I think he and his brother. Were oh, I get it. Um. So yeah. But yeah, I'm. Uh-huh. I'm not really a fan. I mean, I know how much you love fear. <laughs> um, I actually prefer the fear with Ali Sheedy. There's also a movie. Co- no, that's just called Fear. Oh, I can't find. There is a movie called The Fear that with Wes Craven. No, and Morty. It's about. Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> let me speak. It's about a man. It's about a, like a demonic entity who's a, a man who's carved out of wood. Yeah, that's um, the one, Morty. I thought that was. That's Wes Craven. No, Wes Craven had a role in it at the very beginning, very briefly. Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> I think he played a psychologist. I don't think it was very good. No. Or I don't even know if I saw the first one. I'm, I'm, I think I saw the second one. Or I attempted the second one. Well, I feel like I remember the second one had an MA rating, whereas the first was just M. But either way, I hardly remember the first one. I don't think I watched the second one. Those, those were examples of very strange oddball 90s horror yes as i've said so many times the 90s was a very finding its feet yeah yes 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 thank god kevin Um, williams (laughs) took us out of that (laughs) (laughs) god bless kevin williams (laughs) shut up (laughs) sorry it can only take so much Oh, I got a book. Oh, good. Um, that's right, I do. Um, since last we recorded, I read the new um, David Sedaris book. Um, oh, yes. Happy, happy, go lucky, and I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. It was, it was very funny, mm-hmm. as his books always are. Um, he never ceases to entertain. He's, he's very, um, very amusing. Yep. Okay. He's a good wordsman. So, he is. And he he said something about he said something in passing in during one of the one of the essays about um what it feels like when uh one of his essays gets rejected cuz he contributes to uh the New Yorker and Esquire mm-hmm. and other very uh high-ranking publications and has for several years and I I just remember thinking to myself you get rejected? Really? <laughs> okay. Did he ever contribute to Strangers of the Candy like in in a writing no. format? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I don't think so. It's just no, just a happy um, coincidence that they're related. <laughs> um, well, she she Amy went off and and did her own thing. She and and he went off and did his. She very much wanted to be um, an improvisational comic, mm-hmm. and so um, Strangers with Candy was she, her and all of her friends from um, I think Second City. Oh, okay. But, but uh, before that, um, he did write some plays that she did. But 
the thing with Amy is Amy does not stick to the script. Yeah. So Amy just um, likes to improvise. Yes. She likes to change it up. But I I enjoy her. She's very funny. Yes, I enjoy it too. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the Strangers with Candy movie was terrible. Oh, I liked the Strangers with Candy movie. Oh, why? I just did. I think because that was my introduction to it, and I just enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. I think I think I didn't like it because it was so ridiculously different than the show. Okay. Um, and plus, she didn't have the same brother. Oh, yeah, she had Chris Pratt. Was oh, no, 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 it wasn't Chris Pratt. Sorry, that was the, the love interest. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just remember listening, because I used to have the DVD, and I remember listening to the commentary. <clears throat> and it was her with, um, I think, um, Paul Dano. and um, uh, Was it Paul Dano? Somebody Dano. Uh, from the... From the from the cast and they were talking about they because they wanted to bring the brother from the show back but they don't know what happened between the end of the show and the inception of the movie but he aged quite ah, rapidly okay. yeah and he did not look like himself at all anymore yeah so they had to have somebody else that that wouldn't be like through like steroids or something like that would it I don't know. Well, like some I, kind it of. Could have been drink. It could have been drinking. Yeah. I I have no clue. Maybe maybe he, he became a bus driver because that, that ages you like a bowl of fruit. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I'm sure everybody's chomping at the bed for us to get started with video <laughs> violence. It's like just eat the damn orange cookie. Eat the cookie. No, I was doing a Simpsons reference, sorry. Well, I was doing Flowers in the Attic, cunt. I used to play that for my nephew because someone did a loop of that and he, <laughs> he wet himself. So I much he laughed at it, so. Oh. This is only a few weeks ago. Very serious <laughs> moment in the film. Mother. Eat it. Dear mother, our wedding present to you. And she had it tucked neatly in her (laughs) belt. No, no. (laughs) They're little. I. But the one thing that is funny about though that scene is their ridiculous slap fight and the way (laughs) Christy barely does anything, and then she just goes over the balcony. Yeah, it was it was a bit dynasty. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start video violence. Um, I don't know where you can find it, but it's probably on YouTube. So if you want to watch along, feel free to do so. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Uh, The one thing that you notice straight off the bat with this movie is the sound is abysmal. Oh, I thought you were going to say camp motion pictures. Well, Camp did distribute this, so you would notice that, yeah. Apparently, part two is a bit more campier than this one. I don't like part two. I watched it once. 
Well, this um, one, I, I saw a few, like I read maybe two reviews. One was a 10 out of 10, and the other one was like a 5 out of 10 thing. Well, this is a big favorite among VHS collectors. Okay. Is it a gift? And a lot of people, a lot of them like it because of the nostalgic, nostalgia factor of the video store. Yep. Which is is pretty pretty neat because you get to see like pieces and shit. Um, uh, okay, now I as bad as this movie is, I do like it. However, it's way too long. It is a bit long. Um, uh, it kind of reminded me of obviously this is later, but uh, the movie Vacancy with um, Luke Wilson. Yeah, that was terrible. I uh, I didn't mind. I, I, it's not a, a favourite at all, but I think that movie was maybe low 80s in the minutes. And this one could have been mm. uh, trimmed to... This could have been at least 80. But what I was going to ask in regards to the video favourites, do you reckon that a lot of people liked it for the fact that it looked like they could have made it themselves? And I, and I mean that in a good way, not... Because uh, I feel that a lot of people who have a camcorder could imagine themselves trying to make a movie out of it. Well, this was not shot on VHS. This was shot on three-quarter. Okay. Um, the second one was shot on VHS, and I'll tell you why. Well, here's, here's what's what. <laughs> there is a commentary, and there is an interview on the disc with Gary Cohen. And I don't know what, which one was recorded first, but in the interview on, on the uh, DVD, um, he says that he struck up a deal with, I believe it was a cable company, to use their editing suite um, from midnight until 6 a.m. for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, two nights. And by the way, they... Sh I don't... Also, they said this in the commentary. I don't know if I believe this, but they said they shot this whole movie in three days. Okay. I... There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, there is quite a bit, yeah. Um... But anyway, so... They said... Or he, Gary said that somebody who worked for the for the network walked in and saw what they were doing and they didn't they were like oh we didn't know you were making this kind of movie <laughs> so while we're not going to renege on our deal you can come back tomorrow but you can only um, work uh, edit, work on it for two hours 12 to yeah. 2 that's what he said in the commentary he said that same thing only they were not allowed to come back the second night. So I don't know which is true and which what isn't. Yeah. But um, I think this movie would have benefited had they had a professional editor because Gary cut it himself. Yeah. Um, and some of the scenes go on forever. <laughs> They're like Kevin Smith level. Like this one, for example. Um, the one scene that always screams 
out at me is the vampire takes a bride. Yeah, okay. That one goes on way too fucking long. Do you mean Plus, the actual movie ins- within the movie? Or? The movie, yeah, the movie within the movie. Yeah. Which they show the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's like five minutes. And yeah. it, there's no dialogue. And it's in slow motion, which makes it seem even longer. <laughs> so there's that. And then there's the whole opening title sequence, um, which is also very long. Mm-hmm. That guy right there, I believe that this was his store. Oh. This was an, Ar- this was an Army, Navy so, uh, store. So not Art Garfunkel? No. Okay. No, the guy who hit her with the bat. Yep, yep, yep. Him, not the one watching on the monitor. Now... See, this could have been sped up. Yes. Uh, no, this uh, baseball to the face, like, because that <laughs> made it look like he was being very careful to not hit the camera. <laughs> um, this is the first and only movie I've ever seen where the tagline for the movie is in the opening Yes, credits. I know. <laughs> And there are some places that call it the entire thing, like video violence when renting is not enough. Well, they think that's the full title because it's in the opening. Yes. Um, This reminds me of the movie that I made. (laughs) Just (laughs) Um, because I remember filming my sister driving up the driveway. (laughs) The one where you cut her toe off. Well, she cut it off. You were the director. You were responsible. She could have said no. Ook. Like, and the writing, it reminds me of, like, uh, when you're tracking on a video player. The writing? The credits writing, sorry. It doesn't go from different uh, corners of the screen... It might do. At the moment, it's on the left, so... Left I thought it did. I thought it moved. Um, yeah, so now it's in the bottom right. And... Yeah, I, I I assumed that that was a Friday the 13th okay. um, tribute, but they didn't mention it in the commentary. By the way, speaking of the commentary, which I listened to today in preparation for this, this and it was the first time I'd listened to it in a while, and I realized why, because it's not very informative at all. Yeah. And it's about, it's maybe um, somewhere in the neighborhood of five to seven people. Yeah. Including Gary and the lead guy, uh, Art, Arthur Neal. Um, and is, is his wife played by his wife? Yes, okay. they are really married, or they and they were really married at the time that the that the commentary was recorded, which was oh seven. Yeah. Um, and um, so it was him, and it was uh, whichever Yuki, whichever one he was, he was either Howard or Eli, one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, a couple of special effects people, I think the co-writer of the script. Um. And they were like eating Doritos and popping <laughs> beers. And when it, when you have that many people for a commentary, it turns into a party and it turns into everybody trying to out funny each other. Yeah. So 
everybody's cracking jokes and I'm like trying to get an education here. I'm trying to get notes. <laughs> it's um, like when you're sitting around the kids in the back of class and you can't hear the teacher. Yes. I'm trying to fit. There's still going on. Yes, and when I when I watched it, when I watched the movie again, uh, I watched it yesterday, and I was like, it's fucking ten minutes before the movie actually gets going. And by the way, <laughs> movies do not have prologues or epilogues. Epilogue, yes. That's not. It a could thing. have been done without the epilogue. Could have just said day one now. I guess. Though I even mean, that, even, even that the, um, concept, it didn't really need to happen. No, you didn't. No, that was un- completely unnecessary. Um, now, do you know about the inception of the movie? Well, wasn't the director working in a video shop? That was about as far as I read in. Like, I didn't see much more about it. Well, he owned one, or I think he owned a couple or a few in Jersey. And for the for a while, I thought that this I always thought this guy was really cute. Um, not the owner. Yeah. The other guy. <laughs> he never did anything else after this. Um, but uh, yeah, I always thought that that this was Gary's video store, but it's not. This one is his ex-wife's so I guess she owned one and his ex-wife is the woman at the very end who um, lures them <laughs> the one with the, the strong uh, Jersey accent or <laughs> the New Yorker <laughs> yes who really uh, does a bit of overacting yes. I'll say because the ham I'll get to her oh god um, no the ham is um, the sheriff <laughs> <laughs> Where talks like this. Yes. Mr. Emery. <laughs> um, it better not be a joke. <laughs> if you're fucking with me. <laughs> um, At least he didn't look at the oh. camera. That's, I was sort of expecting that. <laughs> oh, he was the worst. But he had more experience. Well, no, actually, um, the lead guy, uh, Neil, Arthur Neal, and his wife were professional actors at the time and they did touring productions of a lot of musicals and stage plays and things like that and yeah they were they were friends with gary but okay the inception of the movie this is going to be boring to fans of the movie who i'm sure have heard this story a million times but um this what gave gary the idea for the movie and he recreated the scene was he was working in a video store and a woman with an, a toddler and a little girl of about five and she came up to the counter and she had a movie called I Dismember Mama and she said what what is this what's the rating on this and he said R and she said is that is that for sex or nudity and he said no it's for all the violence and she said, oh, okay, I'll take it. The kids can watch it. Yeah. And he got very upset by that. And that that planted the seed for the script. Are you a club member? Um, I'm surprised when so, he said the Chainsaw movie, he picked up pieces as opposed to Texas Chainsaw I know. <laughs> whenever, whenever anybody says that Chainsaw movie, mm. Texas Chainsaw is... 
the one that comes to mind. Nobody thinks of pieces. Well, unfortunately, some people think of pieces. <laughs> you think of a certain um, pace. <laughs> I was trying to take a um, a screen cap of that of that shot when uh, what's his face takes the box off the shelf. So I was going to use it as the cover for the podcast. Okay. I couldn't get it, and plus I wasn't sure what other movies were there. Yep, yep. I don't remember. Uh, I didn't really know there were others around it, but I didn't really notice them enough to go um, to recognize them. Okay, okay, put it on. I feel like uh, now that you said it, I feel like I'm noticing he sort of plays to the back of the stage. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, uh, to, to the, the audience. Balcony. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, because I've been listening to Peaches Christ, um, and she was saying how she had to learn to not act in drag that you know when you've got a camera right on you you don't need to be exaggerated yeah well there's another shot on video movie that I really like called uh, Wood Chipper Massacre mm-hmm. and the two kids there's two kids who are the, who are the leads it's like a girl who's about 14 and a boy who's about 12 and the director found them at a community theater mm-hmm. and I knew the first time I saw the movie that the that well the, the boy wasn't too bad the girl was awful okay. and I knew because of how fucking loud she was yeah. immediately that she had done stage yeah yeah um, she was projecting she was projecting and I, I that was one of the first things that I learned in drama during my illustrious four years at in drama at Noida. my high school yes was you have to play to the balcony um Howard and Eli who are not as funny as they seem to think they are <laughs> it must be a thing to do with Eli's um so later I believe it's when uh, Steve goes to the police, to the sheriff, the sheriff with the awful wig, by the mm-hmm. way, <laughs> um, it cuts to post-surgery. Um, he had a deviated septum corrected, which is code for I had a nose job. Um, <laughs> So, he still had the packing in his nose, which I don't think he should have been doing anything if he still had the packing in his nose, because um, they had to break it. Yeah. Uh, to correct. Um, so, yeah, he's all swollen. He can't breathe out of his nose, and he's got circles under his eyes. He's all bruised up for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, can I just ask a question could, about the movie quickly? Yes, please. Um, was them receiving that video on accident or on purpose? No, that was on purpose. Okay, so, alright. And there, the constant receiving of videos is... Yes, that was on purpose, too. No, I, I was, I guess, in that respect, I was kind of hoping that you'd find out that they were being recorded the whole time. Because that would then make a, a big like that would make an interesting movie but to, to just record the ending 
Um. Well, I'm jumping ahead here, but <laughs> I don't like I don't like the ending. Okay. Primarily because of that the actress who we were talking about, I think her character's name is Jackie Barber. And I I think that first of all she should have known better since this was her video store. And also Gary should have told her, um, you're not a bartender. So you don't have to keep wiping down the counter. <laughs> and she just was acting like, you know, I was expecting her to say, all right, coming right up. Two more? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and um, plus the ridiculous uh, customers. I'll bite your neck. <laughs> um, so... I'm trying to think of other interesting tidbits about this one. How bad a typist the police officer? <laughs> the secretary. Uh, yeah, and the, and secretary is misspelled in the end credits. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I know that the sheriff and oh, fucking the whole fucking town. Well, you know what doesn't make any sense. Is um, Rick isn't in on it because he's lived there his whole life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and his mother and his mother doesn't know anything. Yeah, um, and he's only been away at college for a few months, and then he came back because his father died. Mm. So how does he not know anything? Mm. And how does his mother not know anything? Because apparently, yeah, it's the whole fucking town. And Frenchtown really is a town in Jersey. Okay. Um, With only 300 but people yeah. but require a legal secretary or whatever she the, the wife yeah. was. Well, the, I thought that was saying hilarious. That she works for she, the courthouse. She's a lawyer in his a video shop. <laughs> Well, what they say, what, what what is never clear is why they moved to this town. Yeah. Because he had his dream, his dream job was to run a movie theater, which he was doing in New York. And he seemed quite happy mm. a bit with it, by the way that he was talking. It wasn't like, okay, let's move to a small town to start a family or something like that. It's just, okay, we left. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Like, I feel the story could have worked better had he gone from being a video short owner to going to the small town to become a projectionist. And then started finding these movies. But I get, you know, that would take the whole storyline away. That could be for the remake. (laughs) Yes. But I was going to say, the point that I was trying to make, I know that the sheriff and the whole fucking town is is in on everything, but it's a little um, unbelievable that the sheriff just uh, immediately assumes that this is all a joke, which everybody does, you know, in in horror movies. This isn't funny. Um, But immediately he thinks that this guy is coming to him Going out of his way, yeah. I mean, because he, he, he's because he is in on it, he could have just played along with the guy and said, "Okay, I'll." I'll he doesn't need to be an asshole. <laughs> like, it just, yeah, he could have just, he could, yeah. 
Well, he could have just came, went back with him to the video store and been like, what? Yeah. What happened? Because Rick is gone, as is the tape. Yeah. So he could have been like, all right, well, let me know if he if he turns up or you find the tape or something like that. No, he didn't have to be an asshole. Mm. And he didn't have to, you know. It was a character so choice. Hard. <laughs> well, apparently he's been in some major movies and done a lot of stage work. Uh, William Todd, I think his name is, or Toddy, something like that. Good. He I has since passed. <sighs> An acting test? No. Yeah, that, that never happened. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Gary apparently thought that they were very, very lucky to have gotten Oh my god. <laughs> He really set the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he's by he's by far the worst. But um, the woman at the end, who's Jackie, I think her name is again. She's she's the second. Yeah. Worst, well, she um, she would be like my acting, where I feel like she can't breathe while she's talking, while she's delivering lines. She doesn't uh, know how to take a breath between words. Like when when you're talking naturally. You know, it, there's you know <laughs> when to breathe and how to talk. Whereas when you're delivering lines, it's almost like I can hear her taking a breath at each start of each sentence. Kind of like Sheldon Cooper. Not like because that was a <laughs> a purpose thing. When I left, this was yeah. Yeah. Rick, speak, Maya, I got the chief with me. Rick. Oh, I was very disappointed Rick. that Rick. Was the first to go. But he didn't have more screen time. Yeah, he's very cute. So much for Mr. Reliability. Reliability. Jesus. He really hit that B. <laughs> and nobody said that Rick was Mr. Reliability. I don't know where the fuck that came mm. from. He hit that B so hard, I'm surprised his wig didn't fall off. <laughs> He's got a hat on, that's why. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, the hat should have flown up in the air. And they managed to replace the videotape with another videotape. Well, they did that when they killed if Rick. If I wasn't so friggin' pissed off, I'd laugh at your little joke, Mr. Emery. I, I, and I don't see how this could be perceived as a joke. Why, why, how, yeah. I... Who's I, laughing? I mean... Who's exactly? And another thing too, um, being that he's uh, Steve is acting with his wife, they don't have any chemistry. <laughs> I actually didn't mind their conversations together, um, but yeah, I can also agree with what you're saying. Is that? And I could, she is clearly not a smoker. Because in the two scenes in which she smokes, she has no idea how to hold a cigarette. Oh, I thought you were going to say she bum sucks. No, I, I, is that a term in America? Huh? Bum suck? Is that a term in America? No. Okay. I think it's just where you like take a, like a, a puff breath as opposed to inhale, like a. 
Well, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. It's not not inhaling. Um, and when you inhale, and when you don't inhale, when the exhalation of the smoke is very, very different. Yes. Um, this tablecloth is. If you don't inhale, it, if you don't inhale, it comes out like a plume. But yes. if you inhale, it comes out as a stream because it's coming out of your lungs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a smoker, a former smoker, um, that was always something that I could pick up on in movies because the biggest thing that people do who hold a cigarette for the first time is their fingers are too stiff. They're too mm-hmm. stiff and they're, and they're together. Your hand and your fingers are relaxed when you hold yeah. a cigarette. It's just an extension of the hand. It's not... It's not actually holding something. No. She doesn't even fucking believe him. <laughs> His own wife. It had the same quality as oh, God. a soap opera or commercials. Not as You could tell here that he'd had the surgery because he's completely nasal. Oh, sorry. I think you were saying the, the officer had surgery. That's like... No, him. The yeah. main guy. Can't you see his face and how swollen his nose is? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. circles under his eyes? Well, I just thought that was his look. He reminded me of uh, the subway ghost in Ghost. <laughs> no, that's... No. no, no. Are you saying I fell? <laughs> You're saying I jumped? <laughs> I have no idea how I remember that. I haven't seen that movie in years. No. I, was, I remember more Whoopi Goldberg's <laughs> moments than anyone else's. Yes, I know how much you love Oda Mae Brown. <laughs> and she looks a bit like the poor man's Catherine Keener. Not at all, no. She wasn't in... <laughs> She didn't participate in the commentary. Um, and he said... <laughs> it's funny. He said that if she had come along and watched the movie, she probably would have went home and killed herself. Uh, okay, apparently there's a, there's a dog fighting ring just outside my window. <laughs> Is this part of the movie? <laughs> He wasn't there. This and this music is ill-placed. Uh, it's yes, exactly. It's, it's not. It's not necessary. I at mean, all. I I think it, if if they really want, they could have started the scene with it and then stopped once they start talking, like because it sounds like a dinner sequence song, but not going with the conversation that they're having. It's like we're being scene. guided yeah. around the estate. Yeah. And this is another scene that goes on way too long. And there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of stuff we already know. I can call him with some question about the security number or some other red tape. Yeah, and he's just going to give us like a security man, yeah. number okay. over the phone. Maybe everything will become clear in the morning. Okay. They... They shot the two dinner scenes in this house, I think, back to back. Oh, and they were actually eating. 
Well, they were. That was a big thing that they were laughing about in the in the commentary because it was like microwave, um, fucking. Link cuisines, uh, or something. Yeah, it was like Link cuisine meatloaf or something. Yeah. Or Salisbury steak, one of those things. Is dressed to go for cricket later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot about the scene leading nowhere. Hmm. There's many of those. And then you have the very, mm. very, uh, the very effeminate guy at the end who rents the porno movie. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. I thought the same and thing. they mention they mention him, but they couldn't remember his name, and they just said, "All I remember was that he was a dancer." And I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah." <laughs> but the the majority of the commentary too was, "Oh, that's so and so. Oh, look, it's so and so. Remember so and so? Oh, there goes so and so. She died." Oh well, so they're reminiscing. <laughs> but it's what—it's not what people want to fucking hear. Yeah, but I mean, I actually don't mind those type of commentaries. The ones that are um, too production um, centric can get a bit boring for me. Yes, yes, I agree with that. But I, I, my favorite thing with commentaries a bit of is not the technical stuff, but the anecdotal stuff. I like to hear stuff. From the set, or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trivia about like, the movie. oh, the police came in on this one day because they had a complaint, you know, something like that. Yeah, things like that. Well, apparently, during the scene, I think it's when Howard and Eli are disposing of a body, there's a policeman standing right there, and he was a real policeman, and he was completely oblivious, he had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Yeah, so in when in um Gary's when he was working at the video store, the movie was I Just Remember Mama and they uh, they did Blood Cult for this. Oh okay, yep, yep. Oh, okay. Blood cult. And I think that was a conscious choice because Blood Cult was the first movie that was shot specifically for the video market. There was never any intention to have it to have a theatrical release. A lot of people think that it was the first movie that was shot on video and that's not true. Yeah. It was shot on video, but it was just it was meant to go straight to video. Okay. Well, this guy is irritating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think I don't mind Eli. I think he fits his character well. Like, okay. whereas, okay, yeah, this one just... What's his name? Howard. Howard, yeah. I think, cause I think Eli's got a very friendly face. I think that's what makes him an interesting character. He, like, he, he's very excitable looking. This is another scene that goes on forever. Um, but I don't, I don't, they told the story. I don't remember if it, I don't think it's this girl. It might be one of the other girls who shows her boobs. Um, well, this one does. But, but. This one does, but it might be, it might be a different, I know there's more than one girl. 
Um, but uh, whatever. Well, the story that they told in the commentary was they were driving around, and I think uh, the guy who played Steve, um, Arthur fucking Neil or whatever his name is, he I think he was in the car too with Gary, and they were looking for girls to be in the Howard and Eli movies. And Gary said to the girl, um, who was just walking by, uh, hey, um, we're casting a horror movie. You think you'd be in it? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, um, it might require some nudity. Would you be okay with that? And she immediately flashed her tits. Ah. <laughs> so she was okay with it. Yeah. Oh, I know what. The girl that, they were, that they're killing here... She went on to be a cantor. Really? Yeah, she might even be a rabbi now. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems as if our guest is So the era in her ways. <laughs> Let's see what she has to say for herself. Of her ways. <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is brought to you live and unrehearsed. We are not actors, but everyday people just like yourself. One of the main reasons why I don't like Shalom. the second one, the second one that much, is because it's so heavily focused on Howard and Eli, and that would be irritating. The act, yeah, the actor who plays the sheriff comes back at, as a different character, so he's in it a lot too. <laughs> yeah, the sequel. Um, is about them. They take over a um, a cable channel, so yeah. they're just like showing the, these kinds of things twenty four hours a day. And I don't remember yeah. there being that much that much of a story. Yeah. Like video drive. I. Yes. <laughs> the, the cable channel <laughs> that they found. Ha ha ha! Boobs are so funny. This is a first. A wet t shirt contest. Basement takes has done it again. I kept sort of thinking, <laughs> this is a dumb thought. They kept playing it as if they were recording live. <laughs> like, I think. Yes, and he just said, this is the first time on network television. Yeah. No, no, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Like, I kind of wish that they had sort of uh, said cut, you know, I, 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 let's do that again. Like, <laughs> oh, we're about to see some titty. Titties are funny. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched this, I was so scared for her. I was like, oh, they're going to cut this poor girl's nipple off. Yeah. Uh, and these oh, an two... <laughs> Did you just say on accident? Did you really just say on accident? No, that, like the actor might accidentally cut her nipple. <laughs> but you said on accident. Accidentally. And I don't believe that yes. was the first time either. By accident. Thank you. <laughs> on accident. What the fuck kind of talk is that? <laughs> you could have been Hitler's speechwriter. Because you're a grammar Nazi. <laughs> no, he was a little too crazy. 
He would always come to his events quite late. He was like the Madonna of the 40s. Mm. He was a diva, yes. Yeah. There's this theory that the Holocaust might never have happened if he went to art class. Had just gotten some dick. (laughs) Okay. No, he's not here. Oh no, I don't know if it was that one. Who is it? I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like, um, how many wars, um, and. Uh, tragedies do you think could have been avoided if whoever was at the helm was able to live a traditional life as a gay man and whoever and was being asked just said all of them yeah yeah and i I, think i agree with that (laughs) i don't know about that i would say i feel that um with serial killers there was a lot that occurred because of not allowing for a sexual, um, All right. uh, they had to hide their sexuality, which caused well, sort of like a toxicity with them th- within themselves. Um, some, um, not all of them, but yeah, uh, <laughs> with some of them, I, like I feel, let's say, had uh, John Wayne Gacy been allowed to live his life as a gay man, he might have been well, in yeah. town celebrating. <laughs> As opposed to cutting up. Well, when you said that, I immediately went to Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, but I I don't know how how closeted he was. Yeah, I don't, he wasn't out to his family, but he was he was going to gay clubs and shit all the time. And I guess I could say, like in Adelaide, we had the the eighties um, gay killer, so he was out and was still quite happily. Um, making a mark this whole torture sequence takes up about three quarters of the fucking movie <laughs> it's very um, um <laughs> boobies <laughs> last house on the left <laughs> I think you mean I spit on your grave no when he cuts out <laughs> doesn't he <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. oh no. God, this goes forever. <laughs> She's dead now. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh I like God. his pink hat. It was so funny. <laughs> my friend Jason, I make home videos with all the time. We, I don't, I don't know why, but we just got this idea because we didn't have, we didn't have any ideas to film anything. We were going to make a movie and we're like, oh, I don't have any idea. Let's just make a wrestling video. Yeah. So we put the camera down and we were just play wrestling with each other. And... We lowered out of frame, and it was, I swear to God, not intentional at all. Neither one of us were thinking of this, but we aren't in frame at all. And all you hear is, "Uh, mm." 
<laughs> and it just keeps going on and on and on. And I remember his his bike was in the shot. And that all you see was the bike and here uh, and this moaning in the background. Mm, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think definitely Howard and Eli um, wouldn't be making these movies if they had just, you know, had a little fun and with they each just other. put the camera on themselves, yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, I could imagine Howard squealing like a pig. Yeah. I'm sorry. Having his... Oh, God, that voiceover is real post-production. Oh, quiet. Up until he died, Ned Beatty got that whenever he was out on the street, and he was not happy. About what? About, um... About that movie. Um, Here, these are on time. Uh, Deliverance. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> like, random people will come up on the street will come up to him and go, squeal like a pig. Yep, yep. And, it, like, after 40 years... Yeah, it. it huh. I can I can understand him not being too happy. Now I could. Now I feel like putting his face on a t-shirt. Who? Poor Ned Beatty. Yeah, with squeal like a pig. Well, no, don't do that. And that that line isn't even in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. The sodomy is, but that that line is not. Yeah. Yeah, I think because of it not meaning anything, the whole leaving of videos element to this movie just is a nothing part to it. Um, I think it's probably just a hint to let them know what's really going on uh, because they're outsiders. Yeah, but why? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. if they're going to get killed off anyway. I don't know. See, you know, had it been, say, someone trying to warn them, that would have made a bit more sense, you know, and then that you find out, you know, that she gets killed because of it, or, you know, it's, it's... It's purely just for the sake of the movie. Yeah. It's for audience uh, tension. For the audience. audience. Operator? Operator, I have been trying yeah, to... Yeah, even the operator is in on it. Yes. See, that one there graduated from Lee Strasberg. Yes. That's cool. She's got a Stanislavski. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this guy here decided the Meisner technique. He did. Mm-hmm. It's true story. Mm-hmm. The operator reminds me of Sean Young in drag. Everybody always reminds you of someone. Well, I, I get that. we watch yeah. a movie, I swear. This happens in me or in, in real life. <laughs> so just be happy that I don't watch more movies. Sometimes, because, well, I mean, I, I used to get that in real life a lot, you know, where somebody would remind me of somebody... It, most of the time it would be somebody that nobody knows of because it would be like an actor in a Z-grade movie. Um, but 
sometimes too it's like since i go so much by voices now i'll get it in my head that the person i'm talking to or hearing sounds like somebody famous yes yeah yeah i've told you how uh Someone that I heard reminded me of Josh Gatz, but I don't think they look like them at all. So, there, there is this podcast that I don't want to say, but one of the guys has the exact same voice and the exact same accent of a gay porn star. Okay, and he, his accent. Um, affects the way he he says his A's and it's the same with yeah. him and the porn star so it's like dead on I'm gonna put that D in your A how does he say A uh, I don't remember I don't remember it's a regional thing yeah yeah it's an East Coast regional thing, but the porn star says he's from Texas, and I'm like, okay, that's not a Texan accent at okay. all. This music, yeah, it reminds me. <laughs> it's, it's very like chariots and the fire, like it just. Yeah. Then a back way. They're having far too good a time. And they're so loud. The music what? is drowning them out. <laughs> yes. Although it, the the murder at the beginning, I thought was the most the best one, and they weren't even the ones involved in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like why did they go? <laughs> well, they come, or the guy, the one guy who uh, I, well, I think they both come back at the end. Oh, yeah, when everybody yeah, yeah. is uh, behind uh... in the basement, yeah. And by the way, she delivers a fucking monologue worthy in length, anyway, <laughs> of a Shakespearean play. While they were just standing at the bottom of the stairs, why didn't they just turn and run? Well, someone was behind them at one stage, but yeah, they could have made a bit of an effort. Like it took them a long time for it to sink in. And that basement, by the way, was the basement of the video store. Oh, okay. And the one where you lost your virginity. Mm hmm. I didn't lose my virginity in a basement. <laughs> I you lost did, you my just virginity flooded in your basement. In a ba- I lost my virginity in the 
in a backyard. Oh, okay. It was so sad. And it was the backyard of somebody I didn't even... I didn't even know. It was like the, it was the boyfriend of one of my friends at the time. Okay. That was my that was my straight virginity. Yes. Okay, I'll see you then. I lost my virginity in at the city rice course. <laughs> See that right there? That was the, with the title in, in the movie. The what? That, that was it's the name of the movie. <laughs> yes, that's right. They put the title. He, he said, oh my God. He, he just, it's, it's called Video Violence, and he, and he said it. He said it in the movie. Now he's going to look at the camera again. Oh, no, he didn't. He did the first time. <laughs> I can't stand it when they say the title of a movie in a movie. <laughs> unless it's something like Candyman or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I know what you're saying. What is it this time? This time Could you imagine if in the script there was a line like, Oh, my God, Tina, I just had another nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, the wig should be on the ceiling. His, he has no eye actability. <laughs> um, he has no actability at all. Oh! <laughs> Drunk Travis! <laughs> I like the... I, I did find the bit where he records over the video. I knew it was happening, like, straight away. I was going okay, to record over it. Well, he only recorded over a few seconds. Yeah. So. And he's like, no, don't touch the... <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I know how to do it. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember part two very well, but um, I don't think. I mean, you, you could tell. I don't think anyone did that it's that it's him, but I, I don't really think he he lays it on as thick as he does in this one. <laughs> Back in those days, too. To record, you had to push play and record. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, what you had to do with the um, radio cassettes. Yeah. And then I remember sometime in the 90s that stopped where it just had a record. Yeah. Button. <laughs> and it w like if it was a bit newer, it would have shown on the telly record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't you see the red light is flashing? Maybe I didn't rewind it. Let me see. Damn it, you got it! <laughs> You're erasing it! <laughs> so much over, eh? 
You're releasing it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You should have taken the tab out. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. Well, they say he says that too on um on the commentary. He says something like, "Oh, you would think those little tabs on those VHS tapes were there for a reason." <laughs> something like that. I never took the tab out. Oh, I did. I did it all the time. Um, you, oh, the, know, you could get you know, around it by putting tape over it. Yeah, you could yeah, put yeah. tape on it. But you know what fucking freaked me out, though? Oh, my God. What? I had a tape that had Sorority Ass Massacre 2. Mm-hmm. And listen to that sad, sad <laughs> It's like boo-hoo you recorded over the tape. Boo-hoo. Oh, you recorded over the other <laughs> Um, no, I had a tape that had Sorority House Massacre 2, Mikey, and some other really good movies that I liked, and I put it on and accidentally started, recorded over like a few seconds at the beginning of Sorority House 2, yeah, and I almost yeah. cried, I was so upset. Yeah. And it's literally, as soon as that happened, I went and got all of my tapes and just pulled the tabs out of it, and like, this is not going to happen again. <laughs> Never again, damn it. Mm-mm. See now, I now remember, I'm quite a movie with that. <laughs> I remember what it was that recorded too. It was um, Smiths. That that very awful, very short-lived Tom Arnold show. Um, was it Jackie? Jackie something. Okay. Jackie Thomas, the Jackie yeah. Thomas show. Now, why is music necessary for this yeah. scene here? And not, like, it goes over the dialogue, so yeah, you don't hear what they're saying well, sometimes. The same thing with the Howard and Eli. Yeah. She doesn't even believe him. Come on. Your own wife doesn't believe you? That's pathetic. I want to believe you. But you look like a bum already. I know. You look homeless. You look like somebody beat the shit out of you. Why are you all swollen? Do you need AAA? Have you been drinking? Why do you smell like cats? Are you girls getting high? I brought towels. In case they wanted to do their hair, I don't know. I don't know why that's a, that's a thing in movies. <laughs> I brought you some clean towels. It's like, what is that for? Is that just a reason to bust in on somebody? I brought tampons. Apparently, they wanted to get a. <laughs> They wanted to get a Lou Reed song for the movie. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they wrote to Lou Reed, and they were like, can we use your song? And he was like, no. Can I get permission? I had the foggiest idea. There was no need for a toast. Yeah, I know. That was like the least toastworthy thing to have done. Um, mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like the right, the 
dialogue isn't very horror movie. It, no, it's, it's, it's a, more of a mystery. Well, even like it leans towards drama. It's it's not very tense. No, except for you're erasing it. Yes. <laughs> the one the with the sheriff, the one that always got me. Oh, I used to, was paint was like nails on a chalkboard for me. It was when he goes, "You better stick to those kitty stuff, Mister Emery." <laughs> Mister Reliable. Reliability. Oh my god. I almost blew my own ear out with that one. Mm. The microphone probably doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to get messages from people being like, okay, you were a little too extra with the video <laughs> violence commentary. You need to take it down a notch. Please, like anybody would email me regarding this. <laughs> I mean, the... Yeah, the... The town conspiracy, it, it does sort of remind me of, like, the 60s horrors, like Children of the Damned. And... Yeah, like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that type of thing. It's... Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a conspiracy theme. Yeah. Where, you know, um, no one, you can't trust anyone. All these fake smileys, you know. Like, oh, there's some future stars in the town. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that movie, uh, I think it's called The Hunt? I don't know, that's a very generic title. <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, about these, um, it had Hilary Swank in it, and she was, turned out to sort of be the villain at the end. And, uh, it was just about this group of people that wake up in a field and start getting hunted down. No, that sounds terrible. It got a bit of a bad reputation. I thought it was quite a fine movie. I didn't mind it. But um, uh, it got some negative feedback because um, all of the victims were like um, like really extreme, like right-wing uh, personalities. And the killers were very left-wing. So it was, it was a very political horror movie. Uh, so it was like Red State. But funny. Boy, you must really be thirsty. Oh, you better believe it. It's been such a long It's been night. such a long, long. long. She sounds she sounds like she just stepped out of sleepaway camp. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, but first, uh, you might want to try some of my fresh lemonade. I just made it myself. It's quick acting. Yeah, I'll yeah. take a beverage from you, and I've never seen you before in my life. You're not creepy at all. Mm, no, not at all. Um, oh, and maybe I can have some coffee after. Maybe some coffee. Um, That's how much lemonade you're given. Well, the poison is, like, it acts, it's, it's very fast acting. Yeah. Um, in that... It um, acts like immediately. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to go through your system I mean, it, at it, all. It acts better than the sheriff. It does. 
its bees aren't as severe. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh my god. Wouldn't it be funny if she went, you poisoned us! She really laid on that pee. <laughs> Drink it! Drink the lemonade! Drink your goddamn juice, Shelby. <laughs> Hit Weezer. Mm, take a whack of Weezer. Oh god, and I'm only noticing all the different his all, all of his different hats, and I would wear each of the hats that he's wearing. <laughs> You wear baseball caps? Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Smile, you're on candid camera. See, this is almost like a caricature of a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and why did the sheriff need to be standing guard if, if the whole town is in on it? Because he's Mr. Reliability. Plus, everybody else is watching the kitty stuff. <laughs> yes. And another thing that always really annoyed me is when the Jackie comes into the store at the end and the wife is like, we have a good supply of dramas, comedies, kid vid. Nobody says kid vid. <laughs> yeah, no. Nobody has ever said kid vid. Except for Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, well. Did you want some Jesus juice with your kid fit? Yeah. Did you watch that documentary? The, um, Leaving Neverland one? Uh, no, no. I, years ago I watched that one where he was interviewed by that British guy. Yeah. When, the one where he when, claimed to, to only have two nose jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he claimed to have two nose jobs, and that was it. No yeah. other cosmetic surgery. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? And that so, was around the time he hung blanket out <laughs> at the window. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was scary. Can I say... Why did they spread their fingers apart and then cut through the hand? Don't need like the arm anyway. I don't know, but they had to make the that stuff out of alginate because um, they actually had a, a, a special makeup effects. I don't want to say. Team, oh, but they had two people to do the makeup effects, and 
and did the mold. Well, I don't know molds. I don't know if they if it was a joke or not because I don't remember this at all. But I think it's toward the end of the movie. Um, one of the victims um, who was supposed to get be topless. Woof. Um, said she was going to do show her boobs, but then she didn't show her boobs, so they made a mold of her boobs. I don't think anybody would do that. Yeah. Unless it was for, like, a really good actress. Yeah, yeah. But for a movie like this, they were yeah, like, all right, yeah. they, you would think they'd be like, okay, well, you're done now. Go okay. home. Yeah. We'll find somebody else. We'll just use Howard's tits. Howard's tits. <laughs> you know what? Did you hear about um on fucking um, Game of Thrones? The lead girl um, who played the Khaleesi did all those nude scenes like in the first couple of seasons, and then she was like, "I don't want to uh, do nude it, scenes anymore." Uh, Lily James like, well, or something like that, or I Lily Taylor. Yeah, I've, I've never, never really watched the show. Yeah. Um, but she did a lot of nudity in the beginning, and then she yeah. decided she's not doing nudity anymore, so they fucking CGI'd it. Like, she wore, a like, a suit, and they CGI'd everything. What kind of suit? A CG, like a green, <laughs> oh, green okay. suit. Um, I watched, um... Because I didn't realise it was her. Uh, one of the actresses from Game of Thrones was in a movie that I liked when I was younger called Gossip with James Marsden. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Kate Hudson. Yeah. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this wasn't as good as I thought. Like it was. No, <laughs> no. I haven't seen it in a while, but I sincerely doubt it holds up. Yeah. It was sort of like, uh, I think I liked it at the time because it was unlike other teen thrillers that were coming out. Because they were all sort of kind of starting to blend and not be very distinguishable. And so it was interesting, but yeah, and then... I think that was the first time I ever saw Kate Hudson in anything. Yeah. Was that before Almost Famous? I never saw that. I think that was 97, so... Okay. Though I, they never really explained to how the town got into um, being so snuff-centric. I don't know, but in her monologue, she says she talks about people um, making homemade porn. Yeah, and I guess one thing led to another, and then it's like, oh, wouldn't this be more interesting if instead of you know. Spooging all over your tits, I just cut them off. <laughs> and that's that's how French town became snuff. Yeah, yeah. So it could have been like they were filming a group orgy and accidentally killed someone. That that would work. And so like they were all in on it and they had to go, oh, yes, that, I don't that, know. That, that kind the... of came out alright. 
the evolution of um, or the history of the town does not like a, a drowning drowning bukaki drowning bukaki yes yes they didn't well, that... know that the ejaculate was caked inside her nostrils and she couldn't breathe and then they put a big another dick in her mouth and they thought that she was she was choking just to, like and she was loving she really it really was choking and then she died and like mm. Taladan could have been her sister mm-hmm How could she now, not notice this, that big video in her bag? I don't know. But this whole thing is like shot in real time. Yes. Like he, she comes, she comes, and it, it's from when she comes into the store, when she places the order for the bologna and the cheese. He cuts the bologna and the cheese. She gets the milk. She says thank you, pays him, walks out the door. It's yes. the whole. It's real time. The whole thing. It had to have happened in the deli. It had to have happened in the deli. It had to. That guy's name was Deli Dick. Deli. Oh my god. Because <laughs> it was credits, really yeah, his yeah. deli, and yeah, that's what they they knew him. That's. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was he's from Di- that was Dick's deli, and he's Deli Dick. Big Dick's deli. Well. That's why the pastrami's hanging from the ceiling. What, did you? I don't know if it was you saying, but with the bologna that was supposed to be the arm, um, was that like uh, um, they bought bologna and just stuck a uh, like a a bone-looking thing in the middle to make it look like it was cutting through an arm? Oh God. Um. No, I don't. I don't know. I I don't think they did that. But they, because yeah. they actually tried to make convincing special effects. Because I know there's there's some scenes with um, animal guts and shit. Yeah. <sighs> this makes me want to fucking kill myself. Well, Every time I would watch. It's this movie. I would always fast forward it. Yeah. Cause this it's scene... Just, it's too long. Yeah, because it, yeah, it was taking so long. I actually was thinking, is the whole movie now changing? Like, <laughs> almost like when a movie suddenly splits. Like, I'll give the example of Mulholland Drive, where it just... Where it's been one storyline for two-thirds, and then suddenly it's something altogether different. <laughs> Because it just kept going and going, and there wasn't really any cutback to to the viewers. No. <laughs> and we got this epic music in the background. Like, and do you know the didn't the um that sad sad guitar music. <laughs> It sounded so out of place because the rest of the score sounds like this. By the way, there's a soundtrack. I can't forget. And it's by the same um, indie label who put out the Freddy's Nightmares soundtrack. And I think they put out the Friday the 13th ones and stuff. They do um, soundtracks for movies that you would never expect to have a soundtrack. Yeah. Ever? Yes, yes. People kept mentioning the goof, and I think because the uh, characters about how the 
vampires in the mirror, and it's like it's it's. I don't think that's a goof. Like it's just. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Well, he says it too. Yeah. Um. But I love it when they say, this looks very, very professionally done. No, no, no it, it does doesn't. not. <laughs> I knew someone with a vampire fetish. <laughs> they kept sort of like trying to chat me up saying, oh, I'm going to bite saw, into you. <laughs> I saw... Um, I used to be, I used to go, I used to be on this, um, this website that, um, had a lot of obscure, just obscure movies in general. And they had, like, pretty much fucking everything. I miss those days, but I don't torrent anymore. <laughs> it was a, it was an, it was a special invite only website. But, anyway, um, and they had porn, too. And so I was looking, I don't know why, but I was like, I want to see some vintage porn like from the 70s. Yeah. Or, no, I wanted to see horror gate, gay horror porn. Okay. And I found one that was vampire themed. And um, I remember, of course, the vampire had like those fucking cheap ass party cities. Yeah. And. The there was one moment when the guy was going down on the vampire, and it's just you see it cuts to the vampire, and he's like trying to enjoy it, but the teeth are moving all around in his <laughs> mouth. They're like almost falling out, and he's trying yeah. to keep them in and stay in the moment. And I was like, okay, this is not working for me. It, this is still going on, by the way. <laughs> Super slow mo, this bit. <sighs> this, this for a time was very, very hard to find. Yeah. Both of them, because um, the VHSs were went out of print, and I never saw them in video stores. Um, but I finally got to see him. When Camp put them out on DVD and I got them from Netflix in the mid aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this kind of light. But that, I, I first saw this when I really started to have, I started to develop an appreciation for really bad movies. Mm-hmm. Before, like when I was, when I told you, when I was a kid and I was. Um, when I was starting to develop my, my taste in horror and I was very snobbish about um, especially uh, foreign movies that were foreign yeah. but, I, but the thing was I was thinking about this the thing was I didn't see like Argento or Bava or anything like that I saw like Shit like watch me, watch me when I kill, which oh is God, awful. Mm-hmm. But it was a Spanish horror movie, 
But the ones that I saw were really, really bad. I didn't get yeah. And the only Argento movie that my video store had was the heavily censored version of Phenomena, which was called Creepers. Yeah. So I didn't really have a lot of um, a lot of foreign movies. Yeah. To or, really... or a good experience with horror movies. Or a good, foreign, no, yeah. exactly. I didn't really have good experiences with foreign cinema. But... But the thing was, too, I remember the first shot on video horror movie I ever saw was Boarding House. And I, this was at a time in my life where like, I didn't know that movies were made on VHS. And I was like, this, this is ridiculous. This looks like somebody's home movie. Why? How? How is this? available for rent and i think that was actually a student film okay i think um but then after that whenever i did come up on a few more at the video store and as soon as i noticed that it was shot on video i'd be like uh <laughs> and i immediately i would just veto it in my mind because i didn't really consider it to be a, a real yeah movie. you couldn't get past that um that hurdle no um and then in the early aughts i remember what started me on the path of appreciating shot on video movies was the ripper okay um after that i started to like them. uh not all of them because there's a lot of really really bad ones and not even bad in the fun way like this Just one terrible is yes at, at times um, um but yeah because of uh, because of the Blair Witch Project uh, in the early, the aughts they were coming out of the woodwork yeah everybody who had a camcorder was like okay we're gonna make the next blur witch project we're gonna make the next five dollar movie that's gonna make a hundred million dollars and guess what no no they didn't yeah well it's not unfortunate but it's sort of like uh they felt that you can't make a good video movie when you're using the video like a uh like a like a 35 millimeter you need to utilize the video as an element of the film and i think that's what blair witch did well but um it does make me miss sort of movies like this where they do try to make a <laughs> where you would try to make a normal movie but with video shot on 16 though okay yeah like with the pretend camcorder handheld element to it Now, how is this supposed to freak him out? The theater that he used to own is playing a double feature of that god-awful vampire takes a bride and dead. What was the point of that? Yeah, it sort of made me think. That's why I kept thinking there was more to this than the ultimate ended up being. It was just an, it was it had pieces that felt like would start connecting, and then they didn't. No, it was just the uh, operator. Um, oh, I looked up the number that he <laughs> that he got the operator to call, and it's a uh, uh, it's the company is E Brand Value. 
and then and they're two hundred and one East Thirty Sixth Street. And what do they do? I think that like uh, they do branding. You know, it's it's like let's say PR. <laughs> it wasn't anything too interesting. It was like internet promotions. Them. Yeah. I should call them live. What double feature? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, at least they didn't. Hi, do you're the on five the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said they did the five 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 bullshit. Well, when was that sort of? When did that become? I, I'd say before this movie for sure. The go-to for I mean, movies to use five five five. Yeah. Like in the eighties, early eighties, I guess. Because I, I remember uh, reading about how there was that song that was a phone number and people kept calling that up. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. <laughs> yes. Eight six seven five three oh nine. <laughs> mm. That was my jam. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was your apricot jelly. Oh, they've got those video magazines in the front. <sighs> um, there's a poster for a John Voight movie. That's, um, How did they spell the last name? But what I don't understand is what is she trying? What does she think she's going to find? Yeah, in the accordion. Like, in the in the membership information, oh, like. Sure. Um, employment, uh, serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Or what do you do in your spare time? I make snuff movies. Like, what do you think you're gonna find? Um, how much does that cost? Are you a member? Like, here's the choreographer. Yes. This is a uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Crawford. Ah. <laughs> Lord of the Dance. Yes. No, that was Michael Flatley. No, no. Whatever. Michael Crawford, well, Michael Crawford was a singer. Was a, he did like. Uh, and he also was Frank Spencer. Frank Spencer. Is that his porn name? No, it was a show called Some Mothers Do Have Them. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm Joanna Barker. I'm visiting my aunt and uncle for a short vacation. And I thought I'd like to I don't... Movie. Well, I don't know. what, But there are some references to uh, Sweeney Todd in this. Really? Um, yeah. I don't... And they don't say why. In the um, in the commentary, I don't know because I know Gary Cohen directed some some community theater. Well, and um, I think he wrote Frankenstein the musical. I guess I don't know, but he he did some community theater. I guess he did something. I guess he did a production of Sweeney Todd, or maybe it was a production with the, this couple here. So, I don't yards know. Yards and but, yards of cock. But there's some there's. Uh, a bunch of Sweeney Todd references in the movie, primarily so, with the character yeah. names. So they're more Easter eggs than anything else. Thanks. Yeah. But oh, why, but why they felt compelled to do that, to I, I couldn't tell you because everybody was, you know, fucking Chappelle on <laughs> yeah. the goddamn <laughs> commentary, talking over each other. One of them fed the dog Doritos. Oh, my God. Shouldn't do that. Well, um, oh, you hear, you hear the dog. I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, 
I was going Mashukana, thinking, why is there so much violence in this town? Getting killed! They don't look like the kind of movies. I don't think she's an actress either. So I don't, I don't know. They look kind of homemade. Kind of homemade. She like she picks out certain words. Yes. And puts it's it in really collection. emphasizing. Yeah. Does sound pretty weird. Yeah. It sounds weird. Mm, yeah. Hey, maybe I could borrow one from someone and bring it to you. Great. If you could, we'd be very grateful. Okay. Um, why don't I bring it to you tomorrow when I bring back the film? Okay. <laughs> Good. So do you have that Who the fuck says when I bring back the film? Yeah, I know. And he didn't even have to look for it. Apparently, there was a fucking Abbott and Costello just lying around. Yes. Here's Abbott and Costello. Costello meet Frankenstein. Take it. What's really painful is when she goes out the door. Thanks. Bye. And it looks like it was shot like three weeks later. Yeah. Thanks. There. Bye. Do you believe it? Someone halfway normal. <laughs> they think she's halfway normal? <laughs> With that choker and the headphones. Ah, this music. Like, I feel like someone is about to do a running leap onto a gymnasium board. Like, that, it just sounds athletic. Music. It sounds like leave the Olympics, yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can hear that. And it, it take, it seems like it takes forever for her to get kidnapped. Too. <laughs> it, it like, it, it's like she walked six blocks, yet she was still outside the door. Yeah. And they were able for them to see her. And then she gets kidnapped. And it's, you know, the wife comes back. Doing? Locking up and taking the jacket and uh, and again, yeah. we get this. Um, although, when you were saying it in the beginning with the um, the streaming shot of the car just driving, I thought, I wonder if they got it from um, Evil Dead. Just <laughs> no, Evil Dead was actually shot on film. No, but that 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 dolly that that oh, that shot of the car well, driving up things, the driveway. But things were actually happening in the car. Yes, <laughs> in Evil Dead. I like when he has that line about the, it'll take the two, it'll take the sheriff two hours to waddle over <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> He'd have to put his wig on. Yeah. Practicing his inflictions in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. They don't call him Mr. Reliability <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> And I thought this was funny. One of the few bits of trivia that is actually in the commentary, but um, when they pull up on the lawn, uh, both cars, uh, they didn't know whose house that was, <laughs> nor did they have permission. They just did it. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and the big thing, too, um, in the beginning, um, when you see the guy walk up and put the the tape in the Dropbox, that's like the first thing that you see yeah, yeah. after the uh, car. That's a director. He was having his Hitchcock moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but um, the guy who plays Steve, the main guy, for some reason, he was inside the store and he was right there. And that was the first shot that they did of the, the whole movie. Yeah. But yeah. So he was there on the other side of the Dropbox and he thought it would be funny after the tape was put in to throw it back out. <laughs> And everybody lost their minds laughing because they thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And Gary was not too happy. (laughs) He was like, all right, it was funny, but you ruined the shot. Gary's got bigger things to worry about, I think. This is just going to have to do. Oh, you see the static. I remember Curiosity the static. Killed your cat. <laughs> the static. Um, you see some static. Yeah, where it's uh, dirty heads. <laughs> the tracking needed to be adjusted. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> some loud ass stares. <laughs> There's someone blocking the door. That's why they can't go. Why can't they push him out of the fucking way? Yeah, it's very link, like lanky. I'd like move. Be like move, bitch. How many <laughs> porno movies have you made and swapped over the years? Filthy. How many people have seen your snatch? <laughs> Oh my god. You can never use the same my pussy nuts. Your New York cooch. This is the, um, the, um, your mother was no Sharon Stone. Yeah. No. <laughs> I I gotta figure out what I know. There's a name for that moment in movies when the the motive is is delivered by oh, the okay. villain. Yeah, I can't. I, don't, I forget what it's called. It's not related to like the Bond villain reveal or anything like. I that. think it is. Okay. I think so. Although I know that like because uh, when I watched the Death Proof. Um, movie, the commentary, they're talking about how the sheriff re-explains everything, everything uh, after the first murders, and it's sort of like a uh, Hitchcockian thing where someone comes out and sort of explains it to the audience, to another character, what's just transpired. And it almost happens again, like it happens also in like uh, Dial in for Murder where, uh, you know, um, one of the characters figures out how the whole murder plot had happened. <laughs> I just rewatched that uh, recently, Dialing for Murder. Where, yeah, where the friend was trying to say, oh, let's say that you are hiding behind the curtain. 
Mm-hmm. If you remember that scene towards the end of the movie, right before um, I need to give that another watch. Oh, I meant to tell you earlier when you were talking about it. I think Mikey is on Tubi. It is, yeah. but I have the Blu-ray. Oh, okay, okay. You should watch it. It's a good. It's a really good movie. I have seen it. Oh, you have? Yes. I don't know if I repeated this, and I'm kind of hoping that I didn't because. God it forbid. Of, <laughs> it kind. It, I mean, like on during one of the commentary, one of the episodes. It might have been one of my solo episodes. I don't know. I can't remember. No, because I'm, I'm but, the king of repetition. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm saying I hope that I didn't because it's so stupid and I don't know why I believed it. But in the special features for for Mikey, Brian Bonsall was talking about the uh, the dead cat that uh, Josie Bissett's boyfriend runs over and they have to show the shot of the cat. He said that in Hollywood, whenever they need a dead animal, they go to a certain like place. to a kill shelter. They know it's even better. It's this big, large building that has freezers from floor to ceiling oh my god and they're all dead animals in there (laughs) and say they say oh okay we need a dead dog for a shot they're like oh well we just happen to have one right here and that's where they got the cat from according to him yeah (laughs) and i did i believed it when he said i was like really they that's how they do that but after a while, I was like, oh, well, he's bipolar, <laughs> so. And here she goes in her fucking mm-hmm. bartender mode. There's Woody Harrelson working alongside her. You see him? No. Oh. <laughs> and Danny DeVito. I was making a Cheers reference. Yes. Sometimes you just gotta go where everybody knows you've killed someone. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing that they would have uh, um, styrofoam videos? Um. The ah, there's styrofoam. The ah, now I just realised who that is. The styrofoam was what they would put in the um, the VHS sleeves when they put them on the shelf. Yeah. And then they would put cellophane over it. And then they would keep the tapes elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> Her laugh was almost as convincing as Eli's. Or Howard's or whatever. <laughs> They're interchangeable at this point. Yeah, this yeah, goes yeah. on forever. <laughs> yeah. This goes on forever too. Every fucking thing in this movie goes on way too long. Yeah. And this is like supposed to be a fucking mock up of the twentieth century fox jingle. <laughs> God. 
so. Tony, what do you think of video violence? I, uh... Still in oh Eli was played by Uki, whatever. Um, Yuki. Uki Lady. Um I enjoyed it once again. Um I actually find it a very sweet movie. And I think like I find it so um endearing. <laughs> it's, it's, it endearing? It's, yeah, it's it's that level of crap <laughs> I just think it's quite lovely. <laughs> Third yokel, fourth yokel, man and jeep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kara Biarch is the secretary with the misspelled name. Kara um, <laughs> Biarch? Yes. Legless girl. Ah. You know Legless girl? Everybody knows Legless girl. Yeah, is that the one that, that can drink up a storm? Yeah. Because it just comes out of her stumps. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? Well, I've said several times it needed a good editor. <laughs> um, I like it. I don't like it as much as I did when I first saw it. But when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this vampire takes a bride, has to go. Yeah. Um, but with repeated viewings, I was like, okay, this oh, is really needs to be Biatch Industries was one of these special thanks. So maybe they're from the same. Industries. Okay. Oh. Don't forget to thank Biatch Industries. And Little Zach Productions. Little Zach Productions. That's um, the director's son, okay. Zach. Um, and the and his and he was a baby, and he was the baby when that woman went to rent the video. One of the yeah the uh, R-rated violent movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, he was a year old when they made this. I wonder what he still thinks of it. I would guess that he probably doesn't tell anybody he's associated. <laughs> oh, no, that's not me. Weren't you telling me about someone that was related to a serial killer that, like, <laughs> no, glitz, glitz I said, about it? <laughs> no, I said that she she claimed her last name was Dahmer. Yeah. And I just, she was a friend of a friend, and I didn't, I didn't like her for... She was dumb and dumb. Some other reasons. Um, but, um, she was a friend of a friend and I asked my friend, I was like, just on a joke, I was like, what is she related to Jeffrey Dahmer? And she was like, yeah, this is her uncle. And I was like, really? <laughs> That's but a thing now. I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's true, but yeah. it could be because he does have a brother who did get married and have kids. There's very little out there that's known about them, but they do have kids, so it's possible. Yeah. And she would be in her 40s now. Sorry. Possible, but not likely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> she wasn't Mrs. Reliability. <laughs> You're erasing it. (laughs) 
Jesus. <laughs> I need to start including these in my regular rotations of phrases. <laughs> these is in what? Reliability. <laughs> oh, well, you're... Oh, raises, is that what you said? Phrases. Oh, phrases. Oh. Well, yes, I have a feeling it's going to be something that we say on the podcast <laughs> pretty regularly. Oh, God. <laughs> It'll, it'll, it's going to turn into the next Romy and Michelle. And you're all here for it's, the birth of it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or the ha 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 Get the scissors. <laughs> you, sound like, <laughs> you sound like the creep at a gay bar. Like... That's how he chats <laughs> up the... Yeah. Yeah. Show me your bing bong. I want to be your daddy. <laughs> you know, you want to see what, what I can do with, with a ping pong ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Picture me with perpetually smiling, but with rotten teeth. I <laughs> know, oh, with a dead tooth, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was video violence. Um, it, I, I always keep thinking of the uh, Lana Del Rey song every time I hear that name. Well, ultra violence. She yeah. didn't have ultra violence, <laughs> ultra but violence. she didn't have she didn't have a song called that, right? It was just the name of the record. No, that was a song. Give me all of your ultra violence. Oh. <laughs> Well, that was in the I lyrics, heard... at least. So, uh, yeah, I... I'm reckon it was in the album. I don't remember what it was now, but I heard a remix of um, Blue Jeans in like a really, oh, really okay. low budget movie recently, and I was like, "How the fuck did they get a, a Lana Del Rey song in this thing?" Hmm. Um. Okay. Um. So that was video violence, Tony. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to sharpen your scissors. <laughs> Use the ice pick to dot the eye. <laughs> yeah. And pull the times out of your VHSs. <laughs> You're erasing it. Yeah. And try to be a little more reliable. <laughs> Is that your final thought? <laughs> That's my final thought. Be reliable. Instead of, remember when we had, well, you weren't here, but we <laughs> used to have a president um, who was not good, and his wife was not very smart, and her slogan was, Be best! <laughs> So, um, yes, that, that's my final thought. Be, be best. Reliable and be best. <laughs> Dare be best. to say no. Cunt. Okay, yes. All right, okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, right. now we're rambling off like Reagan. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a little, 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 little slap happy. All right. So we're going to wrap this one up. Tony, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.